This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. is the uh, phone number. Uh, we were just br- briefly, uh, we were even basically since Kurt Schilling was on the air talking baseball uh, <coughs> off mm-hmm. the air, uh, and uh, we got into the best seasons of all time by a pitcher. Now, Kurt Schilling has the, uh, again, they try to do this with all these algorithms now and advanced statistics and try to figure out well, who is the best. So they came up, 538 did an article, the best single seasons <laughs> of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2002, uh, Kurt Schilling had the had a uh, had the twentieth best single season of any pitcher in history, mm. the twentieth best. Okay. Uh, Nineteen and eighteen were both Bob Gibson. Seventeen Pedro Martinez. Sixteen was Sandy Koufax. Nineteen sixty five. Um, then fifteen. Sandy Koufax. Fifteen, fourteen, thirteen, twelve, and eleven were all Randy Johnson years. Wow. All of those years. Now, to sh- to shine a light on how great Kurt Schilling was in 2001, they started Kurt Schilling in Game 1 instead of Randy Johnson, who actually pitched mm. Game 2 and Game uh, 5, and then came back to, I think, close Game 7, if I remember right. Uh, then uh, Greg Maddox, number 10. Roger Clemens, number 9 and number 8. Randy Johnson, again, at number 7. Best single-season pitcher of all time. Number uh, 6, Pedro Martinez. Number five, Randy Johnson again. Number wow. four, Greg Maddox uh, in wow. 1995, which was an incredible year. Number three, Pedro Martinez, 1999. Number two, Pedro Martinez, 2001. Number one, Pedro Martinez, 2000. He has one, two, three, and six on this list for the best seasons of all time. Wow. And again, that relates to how the league was at that point and everything. Yeah. So that's how, first of all, how good Schilling was, how good Pedro Martinez was. And still, I mean, one of my, I think probably my favorite all-time great pitcher uh, from that perspective was Maddox. I mean, Maddox was, I just loved watching him pitch. Because he wasn't the guy that blew everybody away. I mean, you know, he was throwing like mm-hmm. 91 and still putting up seasons like this, which was really cool. Uh, and actually slower than 91 as it went on. So uh, anyway, that's a side note of baseball. Um, and another side note, we bring back Jeffy. Jeffy, welcome back to the program. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, we've been running this Thank fake you. footage of Jeffy all I, week. And yeah. all week they've been telling us the first time we cut to Jeffy, we have to use that fake footage again. They don't. And then we throw it away, and it's you. They and, it's, and they don't. So they blow the whole week of jokes. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. I mean, I'll... It's, yeah, well, it's a little late now for the... Yeah. You well, know. that's the real thing. Or that's again. a real thing. Wow, <laughs> you can't even tell the difference. I will say, we had a you tough time. You cannot tell the difference. Re- differentiating well, there's, there's the- times during the show when I'm asleep. Sound yeah. asleep. <laughs> I believe so. that. I believe that. Welcome back. 
Uh, you have uh, your uh, great 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 grandson uh, that was just born. Granddaughter. Granddaughter. Yes. Excuse me. Uh, and how, so, how did everything go? What's her name? Do you know? Charlie Ray. Charlie Ray. Charlie You're, Ray Lewis. You know the name? I do. It's good. Do you know wow. the pounds and ounces and all that? Do you know that? I sure do. Okay, what is it? <laughs> He's going to Facebook. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Uh, the, uh, the baby's doing well. Baby's doing fine. Well. Baby's home from the hospital. Had to stay in Great. the hospital mm -hmm. for uh, the first week, week and a half, and get stronger and be, you know. But she is now, She's right? Home, She's better. home. Family's Great. doing well. Family's doing well. Great. They, uh... They asked if uh, my wife and children could stay in Florida and help them for a while. And my wife was quick to say, yes, uh, Jeff, go right back to Dallas. Here's a plane ticket. Uh, it's already booked online. Leave. And that's I weird. was kind of her, I thought. Yeah, that's was kind of her mm -hmm. to help me get that's back to one work. One way to look at it. It's not mm -hmm. helpful to us, but it's kind of, uh, you know, to, to, you know for, of her. You know, it's good for her, not so good for us, I guess mm -hmm. is the way I would put that. Huh. Mm. So welcome back. Uh, we did miss you terribly. Mm. Although I will say mm -hmm. it was very difficult to differentiate between what you do on this show and the same footage we just kept rolling over and over again. Can we show what we uh, what we played? Yeah, there it is. This this footage. That <laughs> worked. You don't know how many times that worked for us. It was, and then you start talking about your mic on there, uh, and that was like the part. It was like really, it felt like you were here at times. It really did. So, uh, thank you for uh, really thanks for coming back because uh, we really appreciate that. And even though we asked you to do the opposite, we do uh, mm -hmm. appreciate you ignoring our uh, wishes again. Mm -hmm. So. Sure. Uh, so the National Journal has a story out uh, about a study, and I found this to be fascinating. Um, you know, and journalists do this a lot. They talk about their role in journalism and their role in, in the news. Um, and they uh, have discovered their role in a particular presidential campaign. Um, uh, now, uh, we all know that uh, journalists are not necessarily trusted by voters, but they do have, I mean, they are the ones bringing news to us. Uh, and the, the study here was, of course, on Donald Trump. Now, we know that the New York Times published a study uh, that said $2 billion of free media went to Trump more than all of the other Republicans combined. Uh, so we knew that he got a lot of coverage, and you know just mm -hmm. by watching TV he gets more coverage than everybody else. The study, however, is not just an indictment of nonstop cable news, but the entire media industrial complex. It deliberately left out cable news coverage from its analysis, only focusing on network newscasts and leading national newspapers. It found that respect, respected print publications were just as prone as their broadcast counterparts to chasing the Trump news of the day. And it concluded the lion's shares of Trump's press coverage was either positive or neutral, focusing much more on his standing in the polls than his racially tinged marks over Muslims or Mexicans. It ended by lamenting the conflict between the media's, uh, media's desire for compelling stories over the civic need to sift out candidates on the basis of their competency. Um, but the numbers uh, were pretty shocking. Um, they found that, uh, for example, um, Jeb Bush's coverage was 70% negative. Okay, 70% negative, to give you a, a, a way to understand where this went. Um, of course, you know, much more positive for Donald Trump. Um, it also found that uh, only 12% of the coverage centered on Trump's beliefs, his policies, 12% mm. of the coverage. No wonder nobody knows. 
his policies. Yeah. No, no wonder nobody knows that he's not conservative. They don't know where he stood in the past. They don't know where he stands in the present. They have no idea. Yeah. No and, idea. That, and this is outside mm-hmm. of the Breitbart of the world, uh, some mm-hmm. of the Fox News stuff that was going on. None of that's included here. This is just the, the big time, you know, this is not uh, his friends in talk radio. This is like, you know, the New York Times. Uh, USA Today actually had the, uh, let's see if we can find that number here. I had the second ago. USA led the pack with 74% positive or neutral coverage on Donald Trump. 74%. That is incredible. It um, should be neutral, though, right? If you're a, if you're a journalist, well, a story on him should be neutral. It dep- I guess it depends on what's happening. Like, for example, you're not, you're not going to be neutral on the Holocaust, is the example they always talk about. You're, you're going to be covering, you want to cover it fairly and cover the details mm-hmm. of what happened. But if the tone of it is negative, that's, uh, that's not necessarily bad. Um, you know, if you're giving a, um, uh, you know, a, a person said this type of story... Uh, that's one thing. But, I mean, it should be put in context, and sometimes that context is negative. Um, I, it should be balanced and fair, but it does, that doesn't mean it never is going to be positive or negative. Like, for example, you could say Donald Trump came... I, I've heard this uh, recently. You can certainly look at Donald Trump's speech on terrorism and find positive things in it. And if you pull the right clip, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to find that, wow, he sounded uh, pretty good. And then you pull other clips, and you find that it sounds pretty bad. So one is positive, one is negative. It's all on the selection of the clip, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anybody can pull the most um, milk toast clip from a Donald Trump speech where he actually decides to read the teleprompter and act as if he's acting presidential. You could also pick the other clips when he goes off the teleprompter and blames our soldiers for stealing money from Iraq. You know, you could pick all sorts of stuff. You can figure that out. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I think that second one is a little bit more important. Did he blame soldiers for stealing money from Iraq? Yeah. In the most recent? Uh, yeah, you want me to get the quote? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've been paying so little attention to him yeah, I, lately. I just don't care because it's like... Uh, well, it doesn't, first of all. It doesn't do any good. It doesn't right? do any good. It, it doesn't It's matter. just driving me out of And how mind. many stories? I mean, it's, it's proven true now that so. uh, it doesn't matter. You can write a story. You're talking about what the journalists be fair in their stories. But early on, they tried to be. And he would mm-hmm. just come out and say whatever he wanted against it anyway, or just the exact opposite later on the same day. So there, there are, You're right. There are, part, there are pieces of that. I think mm-hmm. the, the overall media, though, was so uh, caught up in the idea that this idiot was going to be the nominee, and to make Republicans look like they were tied to him. And he was saying crazy crap, so they could come out and say, you know, hey, this is a thing, a crazy thing. And I don't think they necessarily at the time realized he was going to be the nominee. They just thought it was one of these things where we could take advantage of a media firestorm and it's going to go away, let's get the clicks. So I think there was a lot of that, like, this guy, wow, look at what's going on. Uh, And it was more like praise for him in the way of, I can't believe he's winning. Um, you know, it wasn't like praise. I love his Muslim ban, but it's like more like, wow, he's doing a good job. It's amazing. He's able to accomplish these things. Mm -hmm. Um, But still, that cuts to the people as a positive. Um, uh, Trump uh, said this Iraq crooked as hell. I mean, how about bringing (laughs) baskets of money, millions and millions of dollars and handing it out? I want to know who the soldiers were that had that job, because I think they're living very well right now, whoever they may be. And so there are some instances of about, I think it's 100 total soldiers who were, who believed to have been skimmed, who skimmed some money off of those 
again, like mm-hmm. any of those, you know, hundreds of thousands of soldiers there, there's going to be somebody who did something wrong. Um, but, mm-hmm. of course, he generalized it. Um, the spokespeople for the Trump campaign said, oh, he's talking about Iraqi soldiers. And then they, they played a clip of him from earlier in the campaign where he said the same thing about U.S. soldiers. So, yeah, and there's no response after that. <laughs> it's just but, I mean, unbelievable. You know, that's the type of thing. Like, again, yeah, but Trump. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. But Trump. Well, and this is interesting. Deal with that, exactly Stu <laughs> He got it, didn't he? I will say. <laughs> I nailed you to the wall you right did. there. You did. To <laughs> the wall. I got to admit it. You right? have supplied right? the only argument that can possibly right. be used in a It's for the Trump. one that trumps everything else. <laughs> yeah, but Trump. Uh, well, how is yeah, but Trump working? This might be interesting for people to know. All right, let's Seven in ten Americans f- uh, view him unfavorably now. This is the highest part. He's everybody. He was 55. I think he was at 50. Did I have the number in here? I mean, it's the worst since 1984. Yeah, um, but Trump. It's, it's, it's 15 points worse than Hillary Clinton. Um, yeah, but Trump. And, <laughs> I you again. And. Why are you even still uh, trying? Why? Why? Well, why does try, he try? Let me just keep trying. Just, to make right, it just, just for the go entertainment ahead. of the audience. Go ahead. I'll be quiet. It's, it's 10 points end. worse than it was in uh, May. Are you done now? 60% in May. Now it's 70% unfavorable. It's going well, guys. <laughs> are, you, are you done? I'm done. Yeah, but Trump. <laughs> oh. I did it. I did it. I did it. And what about Hillary? <laughs> yeah, but Trump? Yes. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I got on the bandwagon. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, it's interesting because <laughs> there still, to this moment, is no evidence that, yeah, but Trump escapes the Republican primary. It, there is uh, no, no that's, evidence that's at all. In fact, the evidence is, is going the other it's way. It's going the other way. Hard it's going right the other now. way. Again, right uh, we said this yesterday. The that real might cl- change a little bit yeah, after oh, yeah. the Republican uh, convention. He'll get a bump and she'll get a bump after yeah. the conventions. That so it happens. evens out. There really? also will be some 25 things we don't expect that happen. And he might be able to take advantage of more of them than her. We, I mean, I'm not saying he might. can't win. But again, mm-hmm. there's no evidence to show that this approach where he gives himself congr- himself congratulations over the uh, Orlando murders. Uh, you know, he, none of this is working with everyone else. Like, the Trump people, Breitbart still loves it. And Breitbart got you into this whole bandwagon. But we'll see how that plays out. Mm. If, the, if America is Breitbart, Trump is going to be the president. I mean, it is. I, 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 he is. It but sure feels that got way. You, you know, they got you into this. And now they're losing, by the latest poll, 12 points. Another poll showed uh, him losing Kansas by 7 points. Tied in Utah. Again, remember who got you into this and remember what this looks like. Uh, Another one was um, uh, they just showed a poll of how did people handle the Orlando crisis, their reaction to it, the way they've handled the crisis. Barack Obama was like 46% said he handled it well. I'm making these. It's close to these numbers. Um, Hillary Clinton, she was positive, I think, by two. I think it was uh, 20 or 36, 34 with a bunch of people saying it was, you know, no opinion. 36, 34 for Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump, 25, 51. Wow. 25, 51. Remember who got you into this. 25, 51. So, again, you know, this guy's not. And I don't blame Donald Trump for at this point. He's doing what he's done. 
The idiot Republicans who come in and say, oh, well, we thought we could control him and we're shocked he's doing this. Shut up. All of this was out there. You knew what he was doing the whole time. It's the same with you the Obama people. You are a moron people. if you believe that. Same with the Obama people in 08 that were like, oh, we didn't think he was like this. Right. Yeah. We thought he was a moderate Democrat. I didn't understand he was like, we told you the whole time. It was always there. It was always there. Mm-hmm. Same deal. Same, same stinking deal. Mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia has funded uh, 20% of Hillary's uh, presidential campaign, according to the Saudi crown prince. Uh, Petra News Agency published on Sunday what it described as exclusive comments from Crown Prince Mohammed bin Sal- Salman, which included a claim that Riyadh has provided 20% of the total funding to the prospective Democrat uh, candidates campaign. Would that surprise anybody? I, I wouldn't surprise me at all. The report was later deleted, and the news agency has not responded to requests from uh, anybody. However, the deletion took place too late. Washington-based Gulf Affairs managed to capture the report, and uh, that's why we know about it. Uh, Saudi Saudi Arabia had provided full enthusiasm um, it, toward uh, an undisclosed amount of money to Hillary Clinton. So apparently, they really want her to be president, uh, and that seriously would not surprise me at all. No, it would not. Um, you know, they, there's obviously a long. Uh, a long alliance uh, between sure. power brokers here, and, well, and she's one and of it's them. not just her. I mean, and it's not just Democrats either. It's no, Republicans. It's Republicans, as well. and Democrats on that one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, it is a really good time to start your short-term emergency food supply. Mm-hmm. Um, we've told you about this a lot, and this is a great way to get your foot in the door. If you, if you have been thinking about it for a really long time and you've been putting it off, just get started by doing this amount: a seventy-two-hour emergency food supply. For $10. Can I say for a second, now that Jeffy's back, um, isn't it time for us to do the Jeffy 72-hour kit challenge? Yes, In it which is. we make all yes. the food for three days. No, not, and we don't need the fake footage now. We're actually talking to Jeffy. This is... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, that, so uh, you, we make the, uh, the entire 72-hour kit. Now, if there's only a way to get that food, though, there's no way to... Oh, we can get it for you. And it's a 72-hour kit. And the good thing for you, Jeffy, is you, you have the entire show to eat three days of food, which is obviously <laughs> not the pace you're normally used to. You usually go no. a lot a lot faster than that. Um, so. And just to be fair, um, as soon as the first time we talked about it, mm-hmm. um, the next day... Uh, they sent a box of the 72 hours. Did they really? Yeah, my picture in my office. was on that fast. It's so we office. actually have the food here. <laughs> really? We have the food so in-house. Oh, We're yeah, ready to go. So it's just a matter of when. And I, I say next week, right? And I want to yes. thank my patrons. Next week we do it. Being honest yes. so thank fast you, Matt, like that. And everybody really at my patrons. Really supply. nice of you to do that. Awesome. You don't seem awesome. that happy about oh, it. I, I appreciate it very much. It's so great. Mm, interesting. To be right on top of it like that. Well, you can... <laughs> Well, I want to see this happen. Uh, and we're going to do it soon. Um, so anyway, the number is 888-411-6844. If you want to eat all the f- food in three days that Jeffy eats in two hours, give him a call. 888-411-6844. Too bad there's no place online to go. Oh, they do have that, actually. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they, oh ju- my gosh, they just run? invented the internet and then really? did this with it. Preparewiththeblaze.com. 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 When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. 
But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu, uh, and Jeffy returns today. Jeffy is back, and there he is. And this time, he's pissed off. <laughs> and it is real. It is yeah, real it's today. actually you could actually do the whole what? And the, uh, <laughs> that was live. That was not recorded. That was not Memorax. Uh, Pat, oh, I'm sorry, my mic was off. Yeah, yeah, the good. See the whole routine. You can do it right here. It's uh, it's really. Magnificent. You know, just when you forget how much you can't stand Barack Obama, he comes back on national television isn't and reminds us how much we can't stand him. The truth. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It is absolutely It's absolutely true. true. Because, I, I mean, you will, we get caught up in the other stuff, in the Trump things and Hillary stuff, and then you realize just how bad our current president is and has been. And he reminded us again yesterday, yes, thank goodness, because uh, we needed this refresher course. Here he is uh, with the whole radical Islam thing. For a while now, the main contribution of some of my friends on the other side of the aisle have made in the fight against ISIL is to criticize this administration and me for not using the phrase radical Islam. That's the key, they tell us. We can't beat ISIL unless we call them radical Islamists. No, that's not the key. Nobody, nobody said that was the key. What exactly key. would using this label accomplish? What exactly would it change? Would it make ISIL less committed to trying to kill Americans? This guy's so stupid, I can't, I can't believe it. <laughs> Would it bring in more allies? Is there a military strategy? I love that. that he does this every time. He this? sure does. With every argument, with every issue. Straw man city here. Straw man city. Nope. He sets up. All right, the that's enough. I can't, take it. I can't take it. Enough of this guy. Enough! Well, what exactly would that do? Would it make a great topic for ice cream? No. Well, we didn't say it would make a great would topic for ice cream. Cure cancer? We never said it would cure cancer. Right? No, it would not cure cancer. Would it? Would it make magic fairy dust? No, we didn't. Rain say. down from the sky. We didn't say it would. And kill terrorists? No. He sets up all these false yeah. premises and then knocks them down. All these all straw man yeah. arguments and then just sets them on fire. Nobody ever said it was going to do any of those things. Nobody ever said it was the key. 
No one did. No one's ever said, you know what the key is? If you would just say radical Islam, they would explode. <laughs> Nobody's ever done that. No. It's recognize your enemy at least. Okay? That's a good place to start is what everybody has said. Yeah. And, and I think um, saying the words radical Islam does some things. Uh, I think um, you know, there's some positive to saying it. But more than that. It is an indication as to whether you're taking this problem seriously. If you won't name it, if you mm-hmm. won't even take the time to take it seriously and understand who you're fighting, it's difficult to believe you're doing enough to mm-hmm. stop the problem. Right. It's an indication. It's a suggestion to the people. We don't obviously know what every military action Barack Obama is taking. We've seen that there hasn't been great results but, I mean, even someone who does care about radical Islam might not be able to achieve great results against them. You know, it's not easy, right? I mean, the freaking Soviet right. Union invaded Afghanistan and had problems there. It's not, it's not to say that the greatest military powers in the world have had problems in this arena. The situation, though, is are you doing everything you can? We've, there's tons of information we've been going over for, for years that indicates he is not doing everything he can. But the easiest way to summarize that is the guy won't even say what he's fighting. Mm-hmm. He won't even admit what the freaking problem is. And that is an indication, a suggestion as to where, where his policies actually are going. Will it cure foot fungus if I say it? Will it cure foot fungus? I didn't say it would cure freaking foot no, fungus. No, it won't. That's because it won't. I know it won't. I agree. <laughs> it won't. But I don't think that that's what we're trying to do here. Well, it make daffodils grow more beautifully in the wintertime. No, it won't do that it either. Uh, you're right. It will not do that. And that is something I have suggested. Will it get us say. to Mars but, by, by next, next week sometime? That's, no. No, that's stupid. But the daffodil <laughs> thing is legitimate, and I'm sick of you just, just disparaging it. I, just, I can't take the guy. And thank you, uh, Barack, for that reminder. And we've um, waited uh, this long. I keep waiting for that uh, <laughs> uniting, like his yesterday. Never nice to have a little Orlando update and uniting us mm-hmm. and the country coming together to hell. Doesn't seem, it seems like that's gone, right? I mean, again. I don't even know if he ever did it, but he's certainly not. He I, mean, I don't know why. I keep... In a way, and I know the scale of the attacks is much different, but it's the second biggest attack since, you know, uh, it, since 2000, right? I mean, in a way, Monday was 9-12, a smaller version mm-hmm. of what right. 9-12 was supposed to represent. And what we had is Trump and Obama and Clinton all screaming at each other. Right. I mean, really, the person who, who and this might be part of the approach, by the way, but the person with the most measured, calm response about it was Clinton. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is, and the reason, that very well might be strategy, let Obama come out and have the fights with, with Trump, because he's more equipped to handle them than she is. I mean, she's... You know, the thing about Trump can rattle her and she's not good at that game. Obama, while I don't think he's great at it, is much better than she is. So maybe the strategy here is let Obama fight with Trump. Uh, and then Clinton can kind of go in there it's as the bad adult. A strategy, actually. It's not a bad idea. No, it that, is not. not. As I articulated, and I hadn't thought about it to that moment, but that's not a bad idea. No, it is not. Uh, to give him a little bit of credit, I naturally like Trump's response that uh, Obama is, seems more angry at him than he does the shooter in Orlando. Yeah, and I, I think that's really true. Um, I do think that's true. In, in, interesting um, yeah. comment from him. That was a that was a good well, way to come back. I did at not it. like his comment of because uh, I love this. He comes out and he says, "Well, like, I don't know what's going on there." 
You know, why, why is it? I don't know. Maybe something's going on. Basically, and kind of insinuate that maybe Barack Obama's, he's kind of working with a terrorist, right? Okay, maybe he's kind of got their sympathies in mind. Now, he didn't say that. And then the Washington Post, they jump to conclusions, admittedly do a bad job on their headline and say, hey, uh, you know, uh, Trump suggests that, uh, you know, I can't remember the exact time. It was like something like Trump suggests that Obama's working with a terrorist or on their side or something like that. Right. And you play right into Trump's hands. You play right into Trump's hands. So he bans the Washington Post for doing that. Then today tweets out an article that says Barack Obama's on the side of the terrorists. Like, look, I, I guess I was right. Oh, good gosh. Now, wait a minute. You banned the Washington Post for accusing you of this, and, and now who, you're saying you did it. Who wrote the article, and what was the evidence? Right, proved? Bart. Of course. Of course. No, of course. By the way, remind mm. yourself who got us here. Right? Uh, I, I didn't. Bart. Um, Florida Governor Rick Scott said... Yesterday, that Obama has not even called him after the worst terrorist attack on U.S. soil since, of course, September 11th, Mm -hmm. 2001. No, he has not called, he told Fox and Friends. Uh, I guess a staffer called, but he reiterated Barack Obama has not called. Typically, you know, a president would call up the governor of a state where a huge, horrific tragedy had occurred and say, hey, you know, we're with you guys uh, what can we do to help? That kind of thing? Nothing. Nothing from, from Barack Obama. Yeah, not even in that moment. I mean, and I guess he just does that with his big allies like Chris Christie. Because, I mean, after crazy. Sandy, that yeah, was, yeah. That was right. you know, he did do that. And um, how many, did, did 50 people die during Sandy? I don't know how many people I died during Sandy. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. That's pretty seems- amazing. And this is supposedly, you know, this is the community, too, that they're, you know, they're supposed to be all about. <laughs> 285 and Sandy. 285 yeah. people died during Sandy? Yeah, that's the, that's the first uh, thing. Wow, I completely up. forgot that. So, all right. Amazing. Well, that was worth a call. And, and this is a <laughs> weird, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was definitely worth a call, but they're both mm-hmm. worth a call. Yes, uh, they both are. Worth a call. And, and, and yes, an, amazing, an amazing thing, too, if a Republican president mm-hmm. didn't call the governor of the state when a bunch of gay people were attacked at the oh, can you oh, imagine what that would homophobes, mean? Homophobes, bigots, yeah. all, all of that. But because it's a Republican. Racist, because a lot of them were Hispanic. You yep. could throw in every insult. Every ism, every ist in the world would be thrown at him. Yeah, and, you know, look, this is the pol- the politics of the situation, but still, I mean, it's a, kind of an amazing... Uh... It's also the politics of dancing. The politics of, ooh, feeling good. I don't... Although it's not really that. It's really, really it's not, really that not that. Not that. Uh, more Pat and Stu coming up in a minute. It's not often you get to reference songs by Reflex. No. You know, okay. in the year 2016. Yeah, or in yeah. the year that they came out. <laughs> Was, uh, no. That you're a liar? That's no. Is that the point lied? we reached? That you're lie. a liar? Straw man argument? I, crap. I, I did not lie. <laughs> a liar. Yes. Oh, my. Stop making me laugh. God. Oh <laughs> no, go ahead. Go so, ahead. Go so, start your backtracking. It's start not a backtrack at all. Back. You said, we'll let you, we'll let you, you cover said, up. I don't think 50 people died from Hurricane Sandy. That's what you said. 
And I said, wow, no, 285. And you said, wow, I don't remember that. I don't believe I called it a hurricane. Because no, you it, did not. You it wasn't it Sandy, whatever it is. a hurricane. Right. You said, I don't, how many people died in Sandy? Right. Okay. And it was a hurricane, and by the way. Because we were specifically talking. Prior to landfall, yes. if you want to get more specific. Yes. Again, you're going to oh, start. Oh, am I being now well, too specific for Lindo, you? Because that seems to be your problem with me. <laughs> let's put this into context. We were also talking about New Jersey because it was yes. the call to the governor in New Jersey. So you would infer from that that I'm speaking specifically of talking New, about New Jersey, Jersey deaths during the storm that we call Sandy. So interesting that uh, it went from me lying to I should have inferred what you meant from something. But well, that's, that's what we were talking we'll about. That we'll was the conversation. We'll skip over no, that go leap. Ahead. Go ahead then, and deflect. Then, go ahead and no, deflect. No, no, no. We'll skip the over blame. that leap completely. Oh Suddenly, God. the blame is not on the liar, but on the people to whom right. you lied. <laughs> we'll skip over your giant leap there. Then we'll also ignore the fact that you all saw me Google it on the air and read the first number that came up. In, in my effort after the break to go through uh -huh. and actually get clarity on the matter, yeah. 285 after people. Pushed, 280, after you no, were pushed. No, oh, I was not pushed. After we begged and pleaded for <laughs> Thank honesty. You. Thank uh, you. Transparency. I, all right, Breitbart, I get it. So, again, my number was accurate. Liar! 285 people died during Sandy. However. Oh, the however, storm that, oh, yeah. that went all over the world called Sandy. That's the Sandy you're talking uh, about, right? Uh-huh. Okay, 285 people dying during Sandy. It was only 157 people in the United States, so there were some people outside the United States. In New Jersey specifically, and this is where I think, even though you're accusing me of lying, it's an interesting thing to notice. Yes, it is. Which is 34 people died in New Jersey, and Chris Christie was getting hugs. Right. 50 right. people died in Florida, and there's not even a phone call. There's no hugs. Not even a phone call. Right. Let alone hugs. Right. Now, uh, not even a day after. Let's come they're together. Not, they're not yeah, walking nothing. on the beach together and talking about freshness while they hold hands. They're not doing any of that. Now, to be fair, so uh, which I don't like to do, obviously, because I'm uh, I'm a well, you're an evil. I'm an evil right wing, right -wing conservative. Cool. But since we uh, caught you in the lie, you feel like you have to be. No. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jeffy. To be fair, seventy plus billion dollars of damage happened. Um, so it, it was a bad just storm. The There's no doubt about it. It wasn't just the death toll. It was a yeah. storm that Al Gore predicted. No, no, he didn't. Yeah, so that New York. Oh, did it, did it, it wipe did. out the entire ice shelf on Greenland? Because I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Because <laughs> uh, that's what he predicted. Not, not, not a flood. He predicted the ice shelf being wiped out. Uh, but that's kind of interesting in that if you just go pure death toll, and especially because it's a it's a favored group, right? It's it's a, yes. it's one of their constituencies yeah. uh, that was the victim here. You'd think there'd be a call, but you know, whatever. I mean, it's uh, it's it's what you expect now. Trump, if you uh, want to avoid Rick Scott, who's a Republican, and a you, Trump, uh, he's endorsed Trump, right? Maybe you go instead to the mayor of Orlando. He's got to be a Democrat, right? I don't know. I don't know about the mayor of, but you could go to the mayor of Orlando. You could do something. I mean, look, tr Bush talked to the to the, the Democrats in Louisiana a lot oh, yeah. during uh, oh. during Katrina. And again, I know we're on, uh, we're on, and he was bashed, obviously, for his handling of that quite uh, significantly. Mm -hmm. And this is a little bit, a natural disaster is different than a, a terrible, tragic, uh, you know, shooting like this or a murderous rampage terrorist attack. Um, you know, so, because we don't believe at this point there's any um, additional damage coming. We don't believe this guy's going to wake up and start shooting people again. Um, so, you know, and, and there's not like, the, no, there's an aftermath of still mourning. still dead. It's official. Right. 
he's still dead. There's an aftermath of mourning, however, that, uh, you know, there used to be a time where a president will do this. Now, Trump is giving him license to do this because he's the one that breaks that wall first. He comes out and gives himself congratulations. He comes out and praises himself. He starts attacking politically immediately after the incident. And it allows Barack Obama to get a little bit of a pass being political himself. But that's let's be honest about it. That's what Barack Obama wants to do. Mm-hmm. He might not want to start it until a couple of days afterwards and start talking about guns and how evil Republicans are, but that's what he wants to do. That's what he cares about. That's his passion here. It's, his passion is not for the victims. It's right. not. That's it's his right. passion is is to that's go out and, and right. talk politics. And I will tell you, his yeah. passion's not even about homosexual rights or <clears throat> any of that stuff. Even though they claim it now is, it was a, you know, it was under his watch that that the same sex marriage was legalized. Just a few years ago, the guy was all about uh, not being for same-sex marriage. Same with Clinton. In 2013, her big transformation came. I think it was around 09 or, or 2010 for him. But they were both in the 2000s, in this century, saying, uh, look, I'm all about traditional marriage. And for Hillary Clinton, it was a bedrock foundational principle for her. So they're not even friends to the homosexual community. They just pretend to be. They're, they're hypocrites, and we all know that. But their passion is getting rid of guns. And that comes out every time there's one of these tragedies. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's true. And, uh, and yeah. it's, uh, it's so they're, they're calling this uh, a weapon that's only designed to kill, as if, again, a handgun. Is that designed as a pillow? Uh, you know, you could you could sleep on this at night. You could uh, you can uh, again you can use it as a topping for ice cream. You can flavor your steak with it. No, it, of course it's designed to kill. So is a handgun. All guns are designed to kill. All of them. So the only way to stop instruments of death like that that were only designed to kill is to eliminate all guns and confiscate all guns. Yeah, because this this weird thing that they keep, like, they're focused on the, and this is what proves it's politics, right? It's like they're they're focused on the AR-15. Now, we know this wasn't an AR-15 used in this. It was a... Uh, Six-hour MCX carbine. Yes, thank you. Um, and, you know, I, but that's unimportant. It's a, it's an assault rifle to them or assault mm-hmm. weapon. Military they, they style. What they, it right. is. The point, though, is it is much... It's obviously um, a great weapon to use um, for any variety. It's why it's the best-selling. I mean, the AR-15 is the most popular rifle in America. It's 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 a great weapon. Um, I have one. Do you have one? I do not, but you do. Yeah, um, I do. You're do, big, do you have one? Mm-hmm. You have an AR-15. Mm-hmm. How how on earth do you? I'm actually have turned pro gun control. <laughs> After hearing, after hearing that information, I yeah, that's have, a really good point. Now, was he able to obtain a gun? Uh, the word theft, I believe, is coming. But let's before that we get there, let's uh, let's get to the point of it. In many ways, if you got rid of these weapons and you actually successfully somehow a stop them from being sold, which would be near impossible, but you could put, maybe do it. B Stopped, got rid of all the ones that already exist, which is millions and millions of them. So, I mean, there's no way you're going to get rid of them that already exist. And people can buy and sell them to each other. But let's say you could ban that law, too. You'd have to also stop people from getting a hold of them illegally, which you're doing a great job with drugs on that one. So I'm sure that's going to be possible. Beyond all of that, 
what you would do is create a market to upgrade other guns into these guns. So, uh, you know, you'd have handguns with really big clips. And, and, and all, by the way, semi-automatic uh, uh, handguns are just as capable of tons and tons of damage and are easier to uh, uh, conceal. Uh, and that is, by the way, uh, why about 20 times as many deaths come from handguns than they do these uh, rifles. So people will come in, as this guy did, by the way, with, with one handgun. Um, and come in um, with that or shotgun mm-hmm. or uh, a, a, a handgun that either is already on the market or can be upgraded. Um, and they will do all of these things anyway. This will not. And, and it's been shown in gun grab after gun grab, including the one we had in the 90s here, including the one in Australia. Over and over and over again, these measures do nothing. It has help. nothing to do with stopping a murder like Orlando. They know it's not going to work. All the academic research points to the fact that these things don't work. Wait, so if we have a bad uh, criminal that shoots up a place Mm -hmm. uh, illegally Mm -hmm. uh, and taking guns away from law-abiding citizens doesn't help that? No, it does not. (laughs) It's stunning. This is why I dream of not just guns, but uh, the bomber jet planes that ride shotgun in the sky i dream of them turning into butterflies above our nation is it all music (laughs) because we are stardust we are golden thank you we are 10 billion year old carbon and we've got to get ourselves back to the garden got to we've got to i can't i could not before we're all dead said it better than that no you couldn't only Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young could. Um, by the way, we have a, a tweet from Kim Kardashian on this topic. Oh, do we? Mm-hmm. You know Jeez. this. Is, oh, wait a minute. Gosh. Wait a minute. Everybody sit down. This is going to be so brilliant. It's going to knock you down if you're not already sitting. I already know that. I don't even know what she said, but I know it's going to be one of the more profound things you've ever heard. Thank All you, right. Jeffy, for sitting. Mm-hmm. All right. You are now sitting. All we can see is your head. You look like a floating head. That. That's adorable. It is adorable. That's ad- Frightening, but adorable. That's adorable. Uh, Kim Kardashian West tweets, Under current federal law, people on terror watch lists can legally buy guns. This is called the terror gap. Oh, wow. (laughs) I did respond to her and said, good try. It's actually called the Second and Fifth Amendments. Uh, But I don't know if that's going to make any... Any, any dent in her personal philosophy? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Triple eight seven twenty seven back uh, is the number. Back in a second. Okay. I told you it was going to be profound, though, and it indeed it was was Pretty powerful, powerfully profound. Seven two seven back, Pat and Stu. I, I like this from the New York Daily News writer Gersh Kuntzman. Gersh says, "What's it like to fire an AR-15? It's horrifying, menacing, and very, very loud. It's scared him. <laughs> it scared him. <laughs> he says it felt like a bazooka." 
<laughs> it sounded like a cannon. <laughs> Where are the men? Where are the men, Gersh? That's in the article? No, not part oh, of it. Okay. <laughs> Holy crap. I mean, I thought for sure that was. Too. Where are the men? It's, it's a weird place to take that. It is. It is. Uh, so, it anyway. It bruised his shoulder, though, Pat. He, it hurt mm. his shoulder. Yeah, the recoil bruised his shoulder. You're not holding it right, you moron. The brass shell casings disoriented me as they flew past my face. Oh my God. The smell of sulfur and destruction made me sick. The explosions, loud like a bomb, gave me a temporary form of PTSD. Good God, man. I mean, what seriously. a baby. What a serious sissy. Please don't ever, don't ever do this again. Don't ever. You you are not worthy to fire an AR-15, Gersh. Should have known with a name like Gersh, you probably won't like the AR-15. I have fired mine multiple times, and no shell casings hit me in the face. The re recoil did not bruise my shoulder. My son, I think at the time, last time we went uh, together was, I don't know, he's 18 now, so he's probably 16, 15 or 16. And uh, he fired it without bruising his shoulder or hurting himself or any of the above. I love this. It's even in semi-automatic mode. Uh, that's the only mode there is yeah. on an mm -hmm. AR-15. Um, it's very simple to squeeze off two dozen rounds uh, before you even know what's happened. That's obviously what it's designed for. If modified before to Before you know what's happened, are you unconscious? Right. While you're shooting, right? You sleep shooting. When sleep you fire shooting, off the dozen rounds, you kind of know. I'm firing off a dozen rounds. I'm pulling my finger uh, on the trigger. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if modified to fully automatic mode, parentheses added by host and breaking federal law. Uh, that's uh, illegal. End parentheses. Yeah. It doesn't take any imagination to see dozens of bodies falling in front of your barrel. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. In theory, someone can use these things badly. You know what else? If you're driving down the street and there's a parade going by, it doesn't. Let me get the wording right. Um, it doesn't take any imagination to see dozens of bodies falling in front of your car, right? Like it's not hard to imagine how to run over a lot of people either. The point is you don't do it. Um, because they're both illegal and immoral. Yes. So, um, um, I don't know, man. Amazing. Uh, this is just a crazy... It's a crazy world. Yeah. Uh, David S. Cohen, uh, writing for Rolling Stone, who is not David S. Cohen, of the um, uh, who is confirmed to be the uh, Treasury Secretary for Terrorism and Financial Intelligence, okay. uh, who also I don't think is, is also not the David S. Cohen, who is currently the Deputy Director of the Central Intelligence Agency. It's neither of those David S. Cohens. It's another David S. Cohen, who is a law professor at Drexel, apparently. Have we run out of names? It's and just everybody David, knows S. David S. Cohen. No, there's no such thing as a David T. Cohen. <laughs> it's all David S. Cohens. Um, but uh, he teaches the Constitution for a living. He reveres the document when it is used for to further social justice and to make our country a more inclusive one. Uh, it was never designed for any of that nonsense. No, I mean, that's, uh, that was... The Constitution was not designed for social justice, no. nor inclusion. It was designed for liberty. And limiting the government is what it was and designed liberty, to do. Limiting the government. Um, I admire the founders for establishing a representative Jeez. democracy that has uh, uh, survived over two centuries. Not a representative democracy, really. It's a constitutional republic, but we'll let you slide on that, because at least you use the representative part, yeah. unlike most people. Um, but sometimes we uh, have to acknowledge that the founders and the Constitution are wrong. This is one of those times we need to say loud and clear... 
the Second Amendment must be repealed. Now, again, I do respect this. Maybe we go into this a little bit more. Yeah, maybe we do. Because I do respect this approach, at least. At least it's honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know what? This is the only way you can do this crap you want to do. Come at it honestly, and we'll have an actual discussion about it. Coming up. Do. We were talking about this uh, Gersh Kuntzman, who uh, from the New York Daily News went out and fired an AR-15, and it just frightened him. It was just, it was so scary. Um, yeah, and, and you know, it, he it bruised his shoulder. Uh, yeah. Stu. Oh my God. It it uh, I mean, the shell is... casings disoriented him. Oh no. <laughs> Come on, Gersh. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Embarrassing. By the way, this, the Daily News is a headline after uh, the Orlando shooting, which we never talked about because they're just so pathetic. But it was thanks NRA. Oh, good gosh! Now, the NRA didn't oh, shoot geez. anybody. It's so stupid. I mean, and it's—I would say it's so stupid. But of course, they don't believe it. You know, it's not stupid if you're just lying. I mean, you're just making it up, obviously, to try to sell papers. Uh, which, I mean, I know that paper business is doing really well. By the way, there's a lot more people now in online journalism than there is actually in newspapers. Like, pretty recently really? uh, switched, I think, I think a couple of years ago. But maybe last year. <clears throat> anyway, but point, then, being, yes. uh, point being that, uh, you know, it's pretty pathetic. And he ends it with, I think I got a temporary form of um, PTSD. How yeah. insulting to soldiers uh, right. who have actually been in warfare defending right. this country that actually had to deal with real PTSD to think that because you fired a gun at a gun range, you got PTSD. It's embarrassing. What an embarrassment. And how pathetic. And then in the Rolling Stone, David S. Cohen was writing about uh, t- why it's time to repeal the Second Amendment. Now, again, he says uh, he <laughs> thinks it's time. And before we get into his actual argument, uh, which is obviously pathetic, uh, take the time to actually give him credit for coming out and calling for this, I think. Because mm. everybody on the Democratic side wants to do what he's saying. Yes. They're just not saying it. Barack Obama wants it. Absolutely. Hillary Clinton wants it. Joe Biden wants it. Mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi wants it. Harry Reid wants it. They all want the same thing. They want that amendment gone so they can take all the guns. Even if they tell you. I'm a gun owner. I I love guns. Yeah, you okay. know that's a lie. It's you know it's a lie. And now a lot of them are pragmatic mm. enough to realize how difficult this would be, so they don't suggest it. Exactly. However, I give credit to this guy. He's from Drexel, a law professor, and thinks that we should repeal it. Here's some of his argument. Um, he says it must be repealed. Now there, he makes this point uh, that there are other flaws that have been fixed, such as voting and presidential secession. Uh, it doesn't, for some reason, bring up prohibition, which is uh, the typical example uh, when you talk about that. Still, other flaws that have not yet been fixed, such as the uh, equal rights for women and land-based represent- uh, representation in the Senate. Uh, but the point is the same. There's absolutely nothing preventing that permanently uh, sacrosanct about the founders and the Constitution. Absolutely. True. The founders designed the document that way, that you could amend it at any time through a process. Mm -hmm. And 
to, again, his credit, he's actually arguing that they should go through this process. Um, they were deeply flawed people. This is a flawed document. And by the way, they admitted that. Uh, they, they knew they were imperfect. I don't know they would say they were deeply flawed, but they knew they were imperfect. And they knew that... I don't know the document's deeply flawed either. No, but again, they, they recognize <laughs> the idea that... Yeah, and I would not use deeply flawed. But I would... But I mean, like, for example, they had to amend the Constitution to get slavery out. Right? So, like, I well, mean, that's it, a... it wasn't in, but it, right. it, they had to get the institution out of America. They had to get the institution yes. out, of the, out of America. And yes. they had to amend the Constitution to do mm-hmm. that. Uh, but, again, the, 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 the brilliance of the document is not just, hey, uh, we have a lot of good ideas and we're, prepa- we're protecting rights. And, obviously, that's very important. But it was also the idea that you can change it. Mm-hmm. If, the, if something comes around and, and it needs to be dealt with, you always have the opportunity. Isn't that amazing? They knew that things would come up, that they might not have addressed uh, I- exactly, or at least need to be clarified. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what the, uh, uh, the uh, amendment process does. Now, sometimes it's amended poorly. Uh, the 16th Amendment comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, it's not perfect. What we did with it is not perfect either, and we should probably ignore, uh, acknowledge that. Um, but, okay, you want to come and repeal the Second Amendment? You can do that. There is a process to do it. It's not easy. Um, but he says the Second Amendment needs to be repealed because it is outdated. A threat to liberty and a suicide pact. That is um, crazy. When the Second Jeez. Amendment was adopted in 1791, there were no weapons remotely like the AR-15. God, well, then, damn it, we should repeal the First Amendment too, because when it when it was ratified in 1791, no there was nothing like the internet. There was nothing like television. There was nothing like radio. Yeah. And there was there was nothing, none of that stuff, and so that's just gone too far now. Yeah, I mean, it's you just know, gone too far. The Third Amendment, you know, when it comes to uh, quartering soldiers, I mean, the houses weren't nearly as big. They didn't have air conditioning Plenty and of all room these for amenities. Soldiers now. Plenty of room for Plenty soldiers. Room. They weren't mobile homes really back then either. So True. I mean, like you know, really at this point, we should probably blow that one off. I mean, you could say that with every single one of these things. It's mm-hmm. it's just a stupid argument. Um, when the Second Amendment was written, the founders didn't have to weigh the risk of one man killing 49 and injuring 53 all by himself. I, I mean, I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, and now we do, and the risk-benefit analysis of 1791 is flatly irrelevant to the risk-benefit analysis today. And again, I think you can, again, here's the amendment. And Make that argument. Screen. It can't be infringed. Uh, so he is right in that to do the things that Democrats want to do, you have to repeal the Second Amendment. I applaud him for being honest about that fact and coming out and saying, you've got to do that. The issue, of course, is that his arguments are pathetic to yeah. repeal it. Yeah. Um, but again, make that argument, make that case, bring it to the people. Let's have that argument. Let's see what happens. Now, I am at the point with the United States and the, and the faith it, I have in work. them that it might actually work. You might, might actually be able to repeal the Second you Amendment. You might pull country. it off. Yeah. You might be able to do it. I don't know how you get the guns afterwards. That's a whole other issue. That would be messy. That's a messy process, but I could, I would not be surprised. It's civil war messy, is what that it is. A tad is. civil war yeah, messy. It's revolution messy. But I will say, if you actually amended the Constitution, which would prevent new gun sales, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. probably could. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised because the gov- the country will do anything at this point. Nobody nobody knows this stuff. Nobody thinks about it. It's got. If you if Kim Kardashian was selling this repeal of the Second Amendment, which she kind of is, maybe you could get that done. Yeah, maybe what you're talking about, though, Stu, is just too hard. It's just too hard. I I I like Josh Ernest's way uh, of not ruling out. Just let the president do it. Right. Because, I mean, what you're talking about is hard. I don't want to go through all that. I just want the president to say you can't have guns. 
Let's see if Josh will rule that out. <clears throat> Josh Ernest, you know, the White House. I don't think Josh Secretary. is going to say it. He's not going to say it? This is the guy, well, Jeff, you know, the Josh Jeff Ernest that, that is on the prep that says Josh Ernest is ready. Can you there say that the White House has never reached legal determination that it has exhausted all of its efforts uh, when it comes to unilaterally acting through executive orders and such uh, on gun control? Has it ever reached that determination or is it still looking? Well, Rich, I'm not going to rule out that the president may at some point in the future take steps. But I think we made pretty clear when the president announced a series of executive actions back in January uh, that that he had asked his team to consider every available uh, option for using his executive authority. And the president's team mm-hmm. pursued uh, every available option. But again, they're also always looking. And if there are new ways oh, to use executive authority to keep mission. the American people safe, mm-hmm. the president won't hesitate to use it. I mean, he doesn't want to, he well, doesn't want to put his president in, in the uncomfortable place when he decides to invent a way to do it. Um, and, uh, and he just does it, which is probably coming. But I think he pretty much said, yeah, we couldn't find anything. Right. I mean, that is why something is in the Constitution, because you prevent people like Barack Obama from just doing it. That is why it's there. Uh, you know, uh-huh. again, they'll try at least going through Congress. There's some sort of check and balance. But I mean, he's done this with immigration. They tried to get it through Congress. It didn't work over and over and over again. And he just did it with guns. So far, he has not done that. And it might be because it's a constitutional right. It might be that might be what's holding him back. He, his lawyer's like, look, we can get we can do all this other stuff. We can get most of it done. All the crazy liberal progressive stuff you want to get done, but the gun stuff is really hard because it says you can't infringe it. And I know we infringe it all the time, but you might need to go through Congress on this one. Maybe that is what's holding him back. He said, I, I mean, I, Ernest, because he's trying to appeal to people who want gun control, is saying we exhausted every available option, uh, and he uses it in the past tense. He, I think he said, because yeah, you know they tried this after oh Sandy my Hook. Gosh. Yeah, right after Sandy Hook, they wanted to they wanted to ban guns, and they wanted to do it through executive order, and so they looked for a way to do it, and they couldn't find one because, mm-hmm. like you said, it's the Second Amendment to the Constitution. So it's pretty powerful. It's pretty important. It was, uh, and it's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Shall not be infringed is pretty darn clear. Uh, yeah, but uh, they didn't uh, have the UN around at that time. Not at let- that time, and that's what changes everything. Yeah, because the UN Thankful. is now here to mm-hmm. let us know what we should do. Thank you. Uh, you know, if, if the UN was around mm-hmm. back in the time, they would have when- reminded us we don't have any sovereignty to act on our own behalf. Right, and if you do, so- you should act the way we tell you to. Right. Um, right. You know, uh, here is the uh, statement from the UN. Oh, good. From um, uh, from the human rights chief, because that's yes. that's the guy I always look to. Not necessarily the uh, the uh, what do they call him, the secretary general, but the human rights chief is the one I want to hear from. And yeah. there he is. There, there he is. is. That guy. Uh, he said, and uh, his name is Zid Ral Al Hussein. When you say that, like we don't know who that is, we're just up there on the screen now. Well, can, you, can you look at that country of origin for Zid Rad Al Hussein? I'm curious as to where he's from. Origin. 
He's, he's, he's Jordanian. Jordanian. Oh, there go. Surely there's no crime problems in Jordan. No. Surely everything's wonderful in Jordan. Surely the you get you know what? Let's take a poll of the world. Where are you gonna move? The United States or Jordan? Surely they'd all choose Jordan. Surely that is what would happen. Of course they would. I mean, with the king and the queen and everything. Oh was, God! Yeah, not, you know what's a give us recommendations when you've got a freaking monarchy going on. Give give us those. Ugh. Anyway, um, so uh, examples from many countries clearly show that a legal framework work to control the ac- acquisition and use of firearms has led to dramatic reduction in violent crime. Not true. Um, in the United States, however, there are hundreds of millions of guns in circulation. Every year, thousands of people are killed or injured by them. Uh, of course, that, that, that both of those statements are actually true. Uh, in light of harmful impact firearms-related violence in a range of human rights, the High Commissioner reiterates the call of the United Nations and re- uh, regional human rights mechanisms for states to regulate the civilian acquisition, possession, and use of firearms. Well, thanks for that tip. Bye. <laughs> and I, I don't think I'd make it to the end of the statement before saying thanks for that tip. Bye and hanging up. Uh, but thanks for that tip. Bye. Bye. By the way, we have a, a statement from the NRA on Donald Trump's uh, call to... Uh, uh, stop people on the terrorist fly list from uh, from uh, acquiring guns, even though they haven't been charged with crimes. Uh, they say, the NRA says, we are happy to meet with Donald Trump. The NRA's position on this issue has not changed. The NRA believes that terrorists should not be allowed to purchase or possess firearms, period. Anyone on the terror watch list who tries to buy a gun should be thoroughly investigated by the FBI and the sale delayed while the investigation is ongoing. If an investigation uncovers evidence of a terrorist activity or involvement, the government should be allowed to immediately go to court, block the sale, and arrest the terrorist. At the same time, due process protections should be put in place that allow law-abiding Americans who are wrongly put on a watch list to be removed. That has been the position of Cornyn, uh, they're talking about Senator John Cornyn, and a majority of the U.S. Senate. Sadly, President Obama and his allies would prefer to play politics with this issue. I mean, don't play freaking... How do you blame Obama for that? Trump is the one who did it. He's the one who called for the meeting with you to tell you your policy is wrong. And you blame Obama? I mean, you know, Obama sucks, but he didn't do that. That's Trump. Well, they won't because... Because they endorsed him. Yeah, they endorsed him. And, and, and Donald is so. quick to remind everyone of that with his tweet about the meeting, too. I'll be meeting with the NRA, who has endorsed me sure. about not allowing people... And then he goes on, but he, he can't just say he's going to meet with them. Yeah. We're going to meet with him about changing, the, you know, no, looking at the differences no. in the laws. <laughs> endorsed me. Yeah. Who has endorsed me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all uh, about him. By Always the, all about him. By the way, before we get too far away from the U.N. Uh, situation, can we stop paying our dues to the U.N. since we're the only ones who do? Uh, <laughs> close the doors, tell everybody to get the hell out, and then bulldoze the building. Can we, can we please just finally get that done? Please. Just stop with the freaking U.N. 888-727-BECK. More patents, too, is uh, coming up here momentarily. Mm-hmm. All right, triple eight seven twenty seven Beck. Our sponsor this half hour is Super Beats. Yes, Super Beats is. I mean, look, you know about beets, right? Beets. It's. It's. You can get. You can eat a salad with beets and get all the nutrition that comes in beets. They're rich in dietary nitrates, which help boost circulation, helps give you more energy. Uh, Super Beats is the easiest way to get those beets, though, because you don't. You want to come in, Jeffy? Just do it. And Jeffy's just sitting over there, like he's sneaking in with the Super Beats. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, look, you can get these dietary nitrates in your system by like eating nine pounds of salad, or you can uh, go with Super Beats. Now, Super Beats is, and you're talking about a shot of Super Beats is equal to about two liters of beet juice. 
Uh, and you get it, so you get all the beet juice, uh, all the goodness from it, and you don't get the beet taste. Because why? It comes in black cherry flavor. Go to stewlovesbeets.com or call 800-951-8896 right now. You'll uh, love the results that you... You're, basically what they do is you go and you buy some super beets, okay? And then you try it out. And if you don't like it, uh, well, you're, you know, you can send it back. And your can is guaranteed or your money back. That is 800-951-8896 or stewlovesbeets.com. 800-951-8896 or stewlovesbeets.com. Check it out. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Uh, we're talking about NBA in the break there. Um, there's a NBA ref, uh, and it's not just an NBA ref. The, it's not just a former NBA ref, but it's Tim Donahue who uh, is saying that there's a conspiracy behind. Um, Should we know Tim Donahue for yes, some reason? Yes, he's the guy who was uh, gambling on NBA games as a ref. Oh, he was really right. Am I? Am I missing? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. I thought yeah. So. I thought oh. So. Okay. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, and again, he's kind of turned into a bit of a, you know, I guess a commentator, and it's it's interesting mm-hmm. to hear. It, I mean, he was, I mean, he got fired from being an NBA ref. Obviously, he had massive gambling. Uh, uh, so you think there might be some animosity toward the NBA? And he's no. Well, I just think it's. I, I. You can't just say a former ref. Like, yeah. I think it is. Okay. No, it's notable. Um, but uh, so he is uh, saying that. Um, uh, because Draymond Green, who is, you know, third best player on the on the Warriors, was uh, I mean, some people would say maybe second, uh, was suspended for the game at, up when the Warriors were up three one. That that was an effort by the NBA to extend the series, so you didn't get a five game series. Um, mm. Says I think when you look over the acts Green has committed before, they were definitely more severe than the act he got suspended for, and yet he's going to end up with a flagrant foul and suspension because of it. In the past, I believe it was disregarded because the Warriors were down in the series. Here, they're up in the series, so I think it's a situation where, with that, it gives Cleveland a better chance of prolonging the series. I don't know that that's a conspiracy theory. It seems pretty much like it. What happened? Because I mean, he <laughs> earlier he kicked somebody in the groin and didn't get suspended when they were down three. Wasn't it? They were down three one at that point, weren't they? Um, against OKC, didn't get suspended. Then he gets suspended mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. when they're up 3-1. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does. It's very mm-hmm. Jeffy-esque. Uh, I, I mean, I, we said this when I you know. were gone, Jeffy. If you were here, we, we, you would have definitely believed this. Oh, my gosh. And you do, right? Oh, uh, Yes. <laughs> what? I can't, why are you, are you why, surprised? Why, that way? Uh, I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, yeah. you got to turn your mic on, Jeffy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Turn on your uh, mic. Uh, sorry, the old okay. footage. You know what? I gotta feel. I feel like sometimes the old footage Jeffy is better than the real life Jeffy. There's no question about that. I had a proposal for you though. Um, what if we were to license the footage of you just acting surprised and then talking with your mic off, and then mm. we just let you go? Thoughts? But we pay but you. But by letting me go, you would pay me for the footage. We would license the footage for a small. Would I have to? Would I have to come in every so often to you know? To re up the new footage? footage? We'd, rather, we'd rather just stick with the one clip. Yeah, yeah. We don't need any more. I mean, there's just that. That's all we need right there. That's you. I mean, that is, that is everything you do. 
<laughs> no, okay. We can negotiate something. Okay. I, right. I got no problem okay. with that. All right, good, All right. Yeah. good. Okay. Meanwhile, the WHO uh, has reiterated that the Zika outbreak uh, doesn't pose a big enough risk to warrant moving the Olympics out of uh, Rio, out of uh, Brazil. Risk is already low. There is a very low risk of further international spread from the Olympics. Uh, the decision comes after more than 200 academics, many of Many of them ethicists signed an open letter asking the WHO to consider postponing or canceling the Olympics due to the mosquito-borne uh, virus. Now, does the World Health Organization have the power to suspend or move the Olympics? I, uh, I would say no. Is yeah, that wrong? It's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen, but could they could they do it if they wanted to? That can't be right. You no, can't. They could probably make. They could probably do something. They that could would. recommend. Yeah, but they, they can't probably... just move the Olympics. I mean, they could probably recommend, and then everyone would immediately fold to it. I mean, that's. Pro- but I don't. I don't know that they would actually have power to do it. Maybe they would. I, I they don't could know. probably put some kind of travel about. restrictions going into. Yeah, here's here's an idea. Cancel them. How about that? I got <laughs> no. Pro- I have no problem with that whatsoever. I, I, I have no interest in it. I know you guys don't. I I happen to like the Olympic Games. I, I enjoy you. them. And uh, I want them to continue. I know. I, I'm, this is a difference in opinion <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on our behalf. But I really, eh. I know. Just cancel. Blow it out. Well, you know, we'll, how about this? We'll go to Vegas. We'll do the 100 meter. And we'll do uh, Which co- they do anyway. Events, a couple of other events. Which they do all around the world anyway. Right. They're all happening. All the time. Let's have one high profile 100 meter and call it a night. There is there, there is one interesting element to these games in that they're summer games and they're being held in the winter. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, isn't that weird? Because it's winter in when Brazil. when they're going to be held. It will be winter in Brazil, in the southern hemisphere. So, I think that's a first, and it's just kind of interesting because I'm I'm sure it's still quite lovely. Is it a first? I mean, because I uh, that have they had? Because that is the, well, that's Australia the, held the Winter Games, didn't they? Or Summer Games? I mean, did they hold the Summer Games? Sydney, yeah, yeah, yeah Sydney, Sydney was, was one, right? I don't know. I, again, I'm not an I'm not an Olympics. Or guy. did they host the? No, they couldn't host no, the, they winter host the Winter Games. games did they? No, it had to. But be I mean, that, yeah, maybe it's just hot enough in the winter there. Yeah. Um, but uh, I will say that uh, that this is the justification uh, for being to not worrying about Zika. Apparently, is because it's winter there, so the problem is not as big. It won't be as bad. Mosquitoes and such. So yeah. there you go. Uh, I you know I I really just I don't know. I just don't care. I you know I will say I used to care. Uh, you know, Ben Johnson, Carl Lewis, I cared. That was it. I was into that. Yeah, I'm going to watch some it. of them because they're, if they're on, if, I mean, if they show up and people fly into Brazil and make it happen, I'll watch some of the games. And there'll be moments, I'm sure. I, you know, the Michael Phelps swimming thing, when he, did, uh, when he, he, when he had all those uh, gold medals that one year. Good stuff. Uh, I, sort, I got into that mm. in the middle of it. Like, I, you know, when he was going for, like, whatever, it was, like, eight gold medals, and he was, like, on number six, I got into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, there's moments He's still where going, I'll, by the way. Did yeah, you know that? Yeah, yeah. Phelps is going to be in these Olympics. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I'll probably He's won, like, 23 the, medals or something. It's it's ridiculous. Probably still win half the events. Yeah, he might. He um, might. I mean, he's... He's going to win eight medals again. Absolutely unbeatable for a while. And then he's kind of stopped training, got into the pot stuff, and, and then he, he started losing some races, didn't do as well. Now apparently he's back and training harder than ever, 
and uh, they think he's one of the favorites again. I mean, it's Jeez. really amazing. That is amazing. He's got to be pushing 30 by now. This is his third Olympic Games. Oops, yeah, probably. Right? Uh, I would think third so. Third or fourth? Third or fourth. It's got to be third. You're probably right. Triple eight seven two seven back. Also, Dallas Cowboys running back uh, Darren McFadden broke his elbow at home because he dove uh, under the floor trying to catch his iPhone that he dropped. <laughs> it broke his elbow. Oh man! Uh, so funny. Hey, Darren, you need square trade. <laughs> yes. uh, it's still reaction, though. It's yeah, no, still no, you just do it. I, I actually just broke mine. I gotta get. I gotta get on my deal with square trade, and because I have square trade, and I just I just smashed the thing the other day. It was one of those things where it was like. I was I was doing I was I was looking at the phone and they were wiring up with all the microphones mm-hmm. and uh, and I started to drop it I could feel it dropping and so I try the only the only thing I could do because my hand was like back here on another piece of equipment so I like I the only thing I could do was just try to catch it going down like this and try to catch it and of course I didn't catch it I it slapped it down as hard as I could and just and it just so it's all shattered yeah because if you hadn't done that it'd probably be fine with by right? the way a protective case. And a protective screen. It's a handsome oh, protective wow. case, too. It's okay. I, so I, have you taken the screen off? Are you sure it's I, the... Is no. It actually this... My wife My wife I, lived with a broken screen on her phone forever. I know, but, it, you know, or you could have square tree, and I can get the thing <laughs> right. fixed and not have to worry it about it. It is reactive, but if, even with the other equipment, you didn't dive. No, I don't think I would injure my... I mean, I don't think I would be injured myself. It happens fast, man. When I had my shoulder surgery, you know, one of the first couple days, you know, that you're able to walk around without the sling on, but you're still supposed to keep your arm up, you know, and, and not grab something and... And uh, I know you're going to find this shocking, but I was going to the freezer to get some ice cream. <laughs> that does and, uh, I, I know. shock me. I know, but I was, look, I was home. I had surgery. I wanted a little ice cream. Yeah, right. so you know, it was a shocking. rare treat. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. And so I would go into the freezer, and you grab the one of the half gallons that were in there. I don't know how many were in there. One or you two. Know, or, a man of your five physical condition, I'm surprised you had one in there, <laughs> let alone six. <laughs> <laughs> and it slips out of your hand, so you. You know, you reach down like this, and I, I mean, hurt, yes, and then realizing that you weren't supposed to be moving in that direction oh, right away, you know? Mm-hmm. And, man, it's, and it just happens so Yeah, you just don't like even that. think about it. You mm-hmm. don't even think about it. And ice cream, just a, a, a little less pricey than an iPhone. I don't know if you're aware of that. <laughs> yeah, but more important to him. Uh, but more important sure way than more important Jeff than an Fisher. iPhone. I wouldn't let my wife buy a new phone for a year. And I got you a percentage of salary. Uh, guaranteed the uh, ice cream was much more important to Jeff <laughs> than an iPhone was to Darren McFadden. And, and there's oh, a, there's yeah, a right. new phenomenon in the in the phone industry where they don't they don't give you the phone for free or a hundred dollars or whatever yeah. if you yeah. re up on the plan right. anymore. You notice that? Uh, it's a fun little scam. They're yes, it's a fun is. little deal. Where, yes, it no, is. you get to pay the full eight hundred dollars now. Yes, it is. But, but you only pay four hundred now, but, and then it's eighty four dollars a month for the next 16 right. years yeah <laughs> okay that is and then when you no. get rid of it what what it is is that we'll just no. leave that on there and you can continue to pay for it while you continue to pay for the new phone you just bought right it's a good thing yeah because they keep right. saying this is their way of saying you can upgrade at any time now yeah you could that's how yeah. it's selling it to Doesn't you matter you can upgrade at any time what we'll do is we'll just add another payment on top for the new phone <laughs> wait but do i does the other old payment go away no well, no you just keep paying it 
<laughs> that is legitimately odd. Like, yes. I got this I argued with a lady at the iPhone exactly uh, at the right. iPhone place at one point. And that wasn't an argument. It was a discussion. Mm-hmm. But it was like an hour. And I'm like, are you actually trying? Because they still had, a lot of these places still have both plans available. They just, they just try don't to push advertise you, them. That's they push right. push you hard into the new, you're going to pay for the whole cost plan. Yeah. Um, and they try to sell it as like a low, it's a lower monthly fee. I mean, you, you could just, look, you could either pay, if you do the, the two-year contract or whatever, they would give you the, the subsidized rate. And we'll say you could either have that rate, or you could just pay, you know, sixteen dollars a month. Well, yeah, with the sixteen dollars a month, you're saying I'm going to pay the entire cost of the phone, but the subsidized, I'm only paying half of it. It's actually a better thing, though, if you just have to pay the sixty. Because I mean, you're not even going to notice it; it's just a little bit higher on the like that. It's unbelievable how hard they push it. What do you and, want to bet that works on ninety eight percent of absolutely Americans? Absolutely does. Absolutely number one and number two. It, it took me even an hour to get the actual truth out of the woman. Um, and even if uh, you go down this road. Uh, with these situations, they're now going to the point where they're just getting... Th- this is all a process to get rid of it completely. They don't want to be paying for your iPhones anymore. And look, I get that, it, uh, you know, but I'm going to just switch. You know, I'll, I'll keep switching until you g- I get to the place that gives me the iPhone for the lower rate. I yeah. want to save the $400 or whatever it is. Uh, and I think it might... It might impact the number of iPhones sold because, I mean, $800 for these things or 1000 or whatever they're right. charging, just ridiculous. And what, and that's whether it's a Samsung, one of the Android deals, the Samsung Galaxy. Yeah, whatever those, those are all 600 or 700 bucks. Those are seven, eight hundred yeah. dollars too. It's but like I mean, they're crazy. Real, but they're super advanced pieces of equipment. Yes, this they is, are. This is a computer. Yes, they are. And my wife, we're, it's a computer. we're listening to the Lenovo uh, conference in San Francisco because she was all happy they were going to announce that they're finally going to sell cell phones in the U.S., which they are coming up soon. Wait, you wait, hold on. You Lenovo? were on vacation and you were listening to the, with your family, the <laughs> Lenovo we're driving, conference. We're driving on the interstate. What are you going to do? Uh, the Lenovo they're a little they're big probably not listen to the Lenovo's Francisco. conference I'm got, probably not doing that I did not know Lenovo it was, was even a thing I, it was fascinating I, I don't even know they were what showing it is. all their new releases and talking about their new I do like that uh, virtual do. reality phones and their new three I mean they've got some really cool equipment coming out but sadly yes Jeffy <laughs> <laughs> It's great. God, the Jeffy like, yeah. life, man. The yeah. Jeffy life. <laughs> Hanging around, throwing back a, six gallons of ice cream and watching the Lenovo conference. <laughs> what are we going to do? That's doesn't get much life, better than that, Stu. Good. Doesn't life. get much better than that. It, it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, it's interesting. So, I mean, that uh, sucks for Darren McFadden. Although, anything that happens mm-hmm. that is bad for the Cowboys is good. Well, in your world, I guess. I, I don't feel that way either, but well, I think America feels you know, that way. Uh, clearly, they yeah, don't. Clearly, sir. no America doesn't feel called that way. America's team. That's actually the Toronto Blue Jays you're thinking of, America's team. No, <laughs> no. That's, uh, that's what people. That's what people call it all the time. I'm like the people. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, Metal Floss has some things that were once banned uh, from the White House. Uh, And, you know, these are going to surprise you. 
Number 84 is going to knock your socks off. <laughs> but you have to click through 84 pages to see it. Yeah, more than 84, because it's like two There's clicks ads. a number. True. Two clicks, add. Two clicks, add. Yeah, add, oh. add. Three Out clicks, add, add. Two my ads. mind, uh, that drives me. Yeah. I, I don't even click on them. Anyway, jeans. Me either. Je I know you don't. <laughs> Jeffy gets sucked into every malware scam. <laughs> His entire computer is 100% malware. Well, it's it, melted. Anything that says, these Fox News babes are, look at how they look now. <laughs> I love the ones, that, it's like an ad at the very bottom of the page. It's like, look what happened when Taylor Swift went naked through the streets of New York City. And you're like, I, wouldn't I have heard about that in a news story? Like, I, Taylor Swift, yeah. like, calls a mom in Ohio and it's a giant news story, but yet she ran naked through Times Square and no one recorded it except for this ad? That seems unlikely. Not that I have it open now, but 50 gorgeous celebrity moms, number 31, age will shock you. <laughs> number 31. <laughs> you want me to go to 31? I am not going to 31, guys. Unbelievable. On, I might go just we're only, to 30. We're only, we're only going to take you to three on this one. Uh, jeans were apparently banned from the White House. Presidents have had a long history of favoring denim, from uh, Reagan's ranch duds to Jimmy Carter, keeping it casual. But uh, when W took office in 2001, one of his first orders was to ban anyone in the Oval wow. Office from sporting jeans. That's because the guy had respect for the Oval Office. He had respect for the office of the Especially presidency. Especially coming out of Clinton. I mean, he, I, yes. I and he, he didn't want a casual atmosphere in the Oval Office. The move was intended to shore up the building's uh, dormant dress code. He made an exception for U2 singer Bono, who huh. visited in 2005 wearing black jeans and sunglasses because that's all Bono wears, right? Yeah. So it's either we have Bono visit in jeans or Bono doesn't visit. <laughs> all right. We, by the way, we wear jeans every day in the Oval Office. Every day. <laughs> Just yeah. a little he bit couldn't different. ban us. Uh, upon his election to office in 1878, Rutherford uh, uh, Hayes and his wife Lucy had a plan to restore a sense of decorum to public office. Uh, mm -hmm. They uh, actually announced the, uh, they uh, joined the movement pro for prohibition, essentially. Um, prohibited any liquor uh, from being poured under her roof during any function. Mm. Uh, real force behind the prohibition wasn't lemonade Lucy. She was given her famous nickname 11 years after her death. Instead, it was Rutherford. Uh, Ruth Rutherford uh, actually was a big ally of the temperance movement. And, uh, and Lucy wound up getting some of the attention, I guess, for that at the time. And keep in mind, this was a long time. This was 1878, so it was a long time before, yeah, before. the actual yeah. prohibition. But that temperance movement was bubbling in the country for a long, a long time. time. Yeah. yeah. And really, it, there's not really one anymore. Oddly, I mean, it, uh, not at all. You know, the, there is a prohibition party. That party still exists today. It's the oldest third party in America. Uh, it gets about three hundred votes every year, every four <laughs> years for president. I mean, it's like literally three hundred. So, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like I, I think not it's three hundred thousand. No, three hundred, like three hundred. It's like wow. I, maybe they got fifteen hundred. You know, but it's like it's very low. It's way down there, and they're usually on the ballot only in one state or two states. Um, and they're very, very conservative party, but no alcohol. They want to banning ban alcohol is not high on a lot of people's list anymore. No, it really, it really isn't. <laughs> it's, uh, really not. <laughs> it's just not the thing. I mean, we're seemingly going the other way, right? I mean, like yeah. pot is now legal in we're many places. Yeah. Well, it's actually. 
I should I should give you a little asterisk on that one. It's not legal anywhere. Uh, places like Colorado are just saying screw you to the federal law. Now I tend to like that, but I thought liberals hated it. Yeah. I was pretty sure that liberals wanted the federal law to control everything. I would like to see what happens if they were to do something. Like for example, Obamacare. Can we, as a state, say screw you to that? I mean, if we were to say, if we were to pass a law and say, you know what, we're ignoring Obamacare, of course, Obama would actually enforce it. Mm -hmm. If, in theory, a conservative were to be elected president, which I understand there's none of those really on the horizon, but if there was a candidate like Ted Cruz who got in, could he say, you know what, I'm not enforcing the Obamacare laws in states, and states could say, you know what, we're not enforcing them here either, Mm -hmm. and it just wouldn't exist, laws wouldn't exist? I mean, that, that is the way our country is currently being run with the, the marijuana thing. Now, my belief is I'd like it to be federally. Uh, it's not a federal issue. I'd like it, the states to be able to determine which substances. they. Although there is a federal law. Right. But there is one. So, so if you want this to happen, you should be overturning federal laws first. Yeah. And then uh, the states can pass their Colorado style laws. Colorado uh, and Washington. And Washington. It's really weird to be in downtown Seattle and, and people sitting there. On a park bench in the middle of, of downtown Seattle, smoking dope. And, you know, police walking by, and you've yeah, got that smell wafting not, through the area, and it's perfectly legal. Not a Dave Matthews show where, where it's dark. Right. And no, it's the by. middle of the day. It was yeah. noon. Uh, There's all kinds of people walking by. They're just smoking dope. Just sit down? Yeah, I smoked down and lit up a doobie. So you, you joined in because it was yeah, legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it so. was legal. So we were, we were all... Uh... Let, me, let me hit that. <laughs> so it is, it's more than just uh, Washington and, and Colorado now, too. Is it? Uh, yeah, let me see if I can it, find a map of that. As we're because I thought it. it was just those two uh, other than... In California, I think it's medical marijuana. Although it's essentially legal, right? too. Yeah. Um, because in the medical marijuana, the big pitch early on was like, we want medical marijuana. It's going to help people with cancer uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, and all these issues. And they really need it. Which it does. Okay, Okay. yeah, all right, yeah, that makes sense. Because it does. It does, it's helpful. A lot of people swear by it as being helpful. Okay, well, yeah, I guess we could do that. Okay, now, uh, a couple years after we said it, uh, anyone can get it for any reason. <laughs> like, that is exactly... The slippery slope argument was completely so, accurate and, with medical marijuana. And, and it was accurate on a lot of things it sure was. that we have now seen. Uh, also, banned from the uh, White House at one point, broccoli. <laughs> with less than two years in office. Was that the Pat Gray administration? Uh, yeah, you would think, huh? But it was George H.W. Bush made a startling proclamation. Broccoli would no longer be seen in the White House or on Air Force One. I do not like broccoli. Sam, I am. <laughs> My mother made me eat it. I'm president of the United States, and I'm not going to eat more broccoli. <laughs> That's actually funny. <laughs> it is so. funny. He also said, uh, just as Poland had a rebellion against totalitarianism, I'm rebelling against broccoli, and I refuse to give ground. Uh, the constituents of broccoli subsequently flooded the White House with recipes, and tons, tons of the veggie, which was donated to food banks. So he stuck by it. One produce dealer in California noted that sales had risen 10% as a result of the publicity of uh, the president's ban. I'd never heard of that ban. Had you? You get to the president's. I didn't know that. I did not. But if you get to to become president of the United States, uh, you you get to not eat any more broccoli. Yes. Right? Like, I remember thinking this when I was a kid. I always wanted sugary cereals. Like, that was, like, the thing I wanted for some reason more than anything. Because it was the one, you know, like, my parents never gave me sugary cereals. They always had, you know... 
Wheaties or Total or, you know, right, regular Rice Krispies. And then it takes or, like four uh, cups of sugar to make it taste good. Crispix mm-hmm. is another one. Um, we always had around the house. Life. Remember Crispix? Is that still around? That's pretty good. Yeah. I actually liked those cereals, but I loved like Crunch Berries and Captain yeah. Crunch and yeah. Captain Crunch Peanut Butter was another one I loved. I loved the sugary cereals, and I remember as a kid being, thinking at some point, I'm going to be an adult, and I'm going to be able to walk into a store and just purchase any sugary cereal that I want. Mm-hmm. Any of them. I can have any cereal. So I still have those moments when I go through the grocery store and I'm shopping and I see the new cereal that I'd never heard of before. I, I can't help myself. I just have to buy them. <laughs> I, I, I am a sucker for the sugary cereals. They're so good. Rice Krispie Treats are among my favorites. Ah, yeah. Those are and really the, good. And uh, the Reese's. Reese's, yeah, chocolate the, peanut oh, butter ones. They're so good. So good. And so they're so bad for you, but oh, I... Yeah. What? Yeah, having a, a box what? of just regular... What are you talking Captain about bad for you? Regular Captain Crunch in the house mm. is like... I can't stop eating it. Like, it's, it, I can't resist it. It's really good. It. I, it's so like good it to me. I don't know what it is. It does carve up the roof of your mouth, though, I have found. <laughs> I have the same issue. I just, their whole mouth is just torn up, and you eat half the box, and you're just like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, let me give you the marijuana laws. Uh, Colorado, uh, Washington, and Oregon, oh. as well as Alaska, all legal um, for recreational really? use. Wow. Now, there are a bunch mm. of states, the entire Northeast, uh, for, uh, for medical use. Louisiana, uh, you got a few more here, Cal- uh, California, ne- um, uh, Nevada, uh, Arizona, uh, you got Montana, mm. um, you, got, you got Minnesota, you got a bunch, Wisconsin. There's mm. a bunch for uh, the medical side, which, again, I think is relatively not controver- non-controversial at this point. Um, you know, most, I think if you put that on the ballot in a lot of states, it's probably going to pass. However, California's experience with it, which has showed it's just legalizing it for recreational use. That's what you're doing. The America, med, medical marijuana law is just a passing it for me, recreational use, at least how it's been done so far. Uh, so if you're going to do that at this point in your conservative state and, and you, know, you connect with you know, Jeffy's argument of uh, all drugs are good uh, mm-hmm. for, uh, for medical use... Um, you probably want to do that in a different way. I mean, you have to because what California does is like you walk in, you get a prescription at the store for medical marijuana. They give you the prescription, you hand it to the next register, who, which says, "Hey, here's your marijuana," and they give it to you in a brownie. I mean, that is not what this law was intended to do. What? Really? Oh yeah, it's That's like the process. It's the total. You know what? It's, it, it, it reminds oh me gosh. at some level of the alcohol laws in was it Salt Lake. Uh, where you have to, you, you're used to, you used to have to, uh, I sign up, I'm a member of a private club for nine <laughs> yeah. hours so I can drink at this place. It's just a uh-huh. BS restriction to like uh-huh. get you through the, the door. But that's it. I mean, California is wow. that bad, at least in some of these cities, where you wow. can just go walk in into any of the places and do it. And again, this hurts businesses like Jeffy's, mm. who's built an entire illegal empire on the... On Hard-working the, drug dealers. Yeah. Who are I mean, just trying to support their families. No, Jeffy's. Oh, he looks um, offended by that. Oh, yeah. no. Why, what are you going to do? Did you just change shirts? I don't understand. So why don't you defend yourself, stupid? Yeah, say something. Oh, yeah, your mic's oh, not on. Oh, boy. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> More bad to Come up in a second. <laughs> this is all week while you're gone, by the way. <laughs> this is all week. <laughs> oh, the negotiated price just went up. <laughs> oh, no. For the footage? <laughs>
the Academy Award-winning documentary filmmaker, Charles Ferguson. What did he win for? Maker of Inside Job and No End in Sight. Turns his his lens to address worldwide climate change challenges. Good heavens. Oh, boy. And solutions in Time to Choose. Here's the trailer. We see things that the climate scientists of 20 years ago were not predicting would occur so soon. First people deny there's a problem. Then they deny that there's a solution. Then they tell you that it's too expensive. It is a battle to prevent powerful people from spoiling the environment. Anybody who doesn't understand this is not paying attention to the data. The assertion that global warming is occurring, it's really a hoax. How dumb could you be? We do have a clock in front of us. Coal contributes to four out of the five leading causes of death in the United States. There was actually six neighbors who had brain tumors and about a 10-house span. In countries with a heavy reliance on natural resources, you can see lagging development, high levels of inequality, massive corruption. When we talk about feeding the world, we have to ask, feeding the world what? There are literally billions of animals being raised for food. It's pretty shocking when you think of the vast destruction of the forest. Everything that walked, grew, or flew was annihilated. What's more criminal than anything else is that we have alternatives that are available today. This is a crisis, but it's a huge opportunity because we can shift the way we live. Phenomenal things are happening. There's a whole series of changes in the way cars are being built. Solar and wind, that's going to be our primary source of energy. People who eat heavily plant-based diets have lower rates of obesity, lower rates of cancer. required is an integrated effort. This is a gigantic struggle for the future of the world. Oh, golly, that is agonizing. You could do an hour on that trailer. Oh, you I really think. could. It's I feel like I've sat through the entire movie already through that stupid thing. Well, yeah. and it's interesting because it's not about climate change. I mean, that, that might be part of it, but they're also yeah. bringing in vegetarianism. Right, it's a nice pollution. Package of liberal I mean, causes. If, if you're dumping crap into the water, people probably will get sick. I, I, I mean, that's something we've addressed, <laughs> though, over the years pretty nicely. Uh, yeah, it's a much, much better. And again, it's, it's a co- what the typical. It's unbelievable. We got it one minute, so we can't go into all this. I have a right. an amazing monologue coming out. I just did it, just taped it last night for Wonderful World of Stew, which airs not this Friday, but the one after about uh, climate change. That I will play it, I'm sure, on the show as well. But you got to see it because it just shows how stupid these arguments are. But beyond that, uh, you know, it's the like it goes back to what do they put in the trailer? The same clip. From James Inhofe in like 2004, calling it a hoax mm-hmm. with no context around it or anything. Mm-hmm. I, it's like the, the, it's these same arguments, these same points, despite the fact that data is not coming out the way they thought it was going to come out. No, and they try to say, even though nothing has happened that they predicted, they try to say it's worse, it's worse. than they predicted. Right, it's not true. 
I mean, it's not such a lie. Well, I don't have enough time to address all of it, but yeah. it's, uh, we'll get to it, uh, I'm sure, in the coming weeks. 888 beck is the number that you should call tomorrow. Well, we're, maybe we'll take a call, even though we barely ever do. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, people. 